0: and welcome to the Bavarian Podcast Workshop. Today, we are recording a special edition where we review Bayern Munich's Champions League group stage draw for the 2021-2022 season. It's a pretty interesting draw this time because we just got Barcelona, SL Benfica, and Dynamo Kiev. Joining me for this podcast is Schnitzel01, and we will be reviewing this entire draw for you in the coming minutes. So just stay tuned. Hello,
1: Schnitzel. How are you today? Well, I'm doing good, and I was pretty excited before the draw. But you could say that it has kind of been a letdown for me.
0: Why so? Why do you think that?
1: Uh, well, I feel like Bayern could have had an opponent that would have tested them better from Port 2. But I'm kind of disappointed that we landed Barcelona because, yes, they do have... Quality players, but I doubt they have enough firepower to actually, you know, go toe to toe with Bayern in several departments.
0: I think that's fair to say. Um, honestly, even with Antoine Griezmann and Ousmane Dembélé, without Leo Messi, Barcelona are just not the scary team that they used to be. It's really, um, it's really looking like we should be finishing top of this group unless Nagelsmann has a weird moment or something. Because Bayern Munich are by far away the best team in the group right now. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Absolutely. And they'll be facing Benfica and Dynamo Kiev. I mean, if Bayern doesn't win all six games, Nagelsmann should be sacked, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's actually a fair point. We should be winning all six games and um, it shouldn't be a slow start. Like we've seen on the coaches like um, Angelotti and Kovac. We should be really bulldozing this group and, uh, okay, I fair fair play to Barca. Um, I respect them as a team. I don't respect their management, and I don't really respect all of their players. But they're a decent team, and their coaches. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to say something positive, but I can't really uh, think of anything. But um, okay, this is really hard. But Barcelona, they they can do stuff, and they can really hurt us if we're not careful. But even so, it's kind of looking hard to see where Bayern really drop points in this group. As long as we're careful, we should be steamrolling them. Barcelona aren't the force that they used to be. And without Messi, it's just kind of, it's kind of looking like a dead rubber group, honestly.
1: I mean, call me overconfident, but I feel like Bayern could feel the exact same starting 11. They fielded against Bremer as in the DFB Pokal, and win- five games out of six in this group
0: <laughs> okay that's a that's maybe a bit much okay remember we had Bunasar starting in those games oh yeah touche touche <laughs> okay so let's let's review each game by one by one okay so barcelona barcelona who do you see as a danger man now that messi is gone
1: so mainly i would obviously say pedri because he's such a brilliant talent and he can cause so many problems for buying both as a midfielder and as a winger, and his creativity and his skill set up front with his vision and passing, they're pretty much uh, rare to see in an individual of his age. And I feel like him and the the Barcelona attack or whatever's left of it could cause huge problems. To a Bayern backline that might not be in its rhythm, but with Lucas coming back from his injury, I'm not very concerned.
0: Yeah, I guess that's kind of an interesting matchup. Pedri versus... Uh, Joshua Kimmich, that is kind of a very like-for-like matchup if you think about it, because they're both kind of orchestrators and they are the metronome of their team. They kind of set the pace for their respective teams and they both end up playing a lot of games lately. But other than that, do you see anyone that's really threatening on the Barca team like they used to have in Messi? I feel like
1: Barca might maybe change their structure a bit against Bayern. Like, usually they tend to be more uh, possession-based and they usually like dominating the ball and controlling the pace of the game. But I feel like their team is more suited to a counter-attacking approach at this point in time, especially given that most of their players are like, uh, especially the attackers, are pretty pacey and they thrive with long balls and running behind the lines. So I would think outside Pedri, maybe Antoine Griezmann, Usman Dembele and perhaps Coutinho if he has a good day, but I'm not really sure of that. I mean, I'm trying really hard to, you know, kind of be enthusiastic about this draw and kind of uh, hype hype this up, but I'm just falling short, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's the only thing of hype about this draw is seeing all the reactions from Barca fans online, bringing up the A2. We really did traumatize them last year, but other than that, you, I think I agree with you that Barcelona might be served better by a kind of counterattacking approach against Bayern. But you have to understand, I guess, that it's not in their philosophy. And they have um, Ronald Koeman as their coach, and he's Dutch. And Dutch people don't do that kind of football. So it might just be another mismatch game for them. And with Knucklesman putting in the German-style pressing, that is basically Barcelona's kryptonite, this... I really don't see how this game is going to be anything else than a repeat of what happened last year. If it is anything else than a repeat of what happened last year, questions need to be asked from Nagelsmann because we should be doing even better now that Barcelona don't have Messi and Suarez. Okay, I think we've talked about Barcelona enough. Do you know enough about Benfica to really comment on them at the moment?
1: Well, I did follow Benfica back in the day and they always were a team to kind of pose some problems to sides that usually dominate possession, especially like Bayern Munich, and they strike on the counter. Right now, I'd say they do have a string of experienced players combined with some youngsters, which makes them pretty attractive, like some veterans, including Nicolas Otamendi, Yarim Chuk from Ukraine, who had an excellent uh, season in the Euros, and you have Jan Vertonghen in defence as well, Jetson Fernandez, who's a really good winger, and a few other players here and there. But I don't think overall as a team on paper, they have enough quality to go toe-to-toe with Bayern in different areas of the game. So I'm guessing this should be more straightforward than the Barcelona tie. We should win convincingly.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that you do need to consider with Benfica is that they are kind of used to being the underdog, unlike Barcelona. So they might come out harder against Bayern compared to something like Barcelona who don't really have it in them. But even so, I remember that Benfica had given us tough games in the past. But even so, we should be winning this game as long as Nagelsmann gets his tactics right. And as long as our players, you know, finish their chances, we don't make any mistakes. But I guess you could say that about any, any team. Honestly, there's no team that Bayern can't beat on their day. What about Dinamo Kiev? Do you know anything about them? I don't. I, I will honestly tell you, I could not name a single player from Dinamo off the top of my head. I have no idea what, how, what kind of football they play, what their stadium is like, what kind of fan support they have. I don't know anything. What about Well, I do
1: know. Yeah, uh, I I, I do know that Dynamo Kiev have made it to the Champions League a couple of times in the past. And they have also pretty much Europa League regulars if they don't get into the Champions League. But uh, I'm not sure they have any players that come to my mind right now. Maybe Jason Rodriguez, maybe uh, Michaelenko. But other than those two, I really can't recollect any players. But I'd say that uh, I don't really like when Bayern has to travel so far during their condensed uh, schedule in the season. And when they have game after game in the Bundesliga, this could be pretty hectic, you know, traveling all the way to Kiev and coming back. And especially given that Bayern doesn't really like cold weather, like snow or like, you know, humid conditions. So uh, I feel like uh, rather than, you know, face troubles from, you know, the actual uh, progression of the game, they could face troubles due to the schedule and how much they have to travel.
0: Okay, that's an interesting point, actually, because I just saw a comment on our blog that said that Kiev is not actually as far as Lisbon. So it might be that Bayern are actually going further to face Benfica instead of, you know, Kiev, uh, Dinamo. So it's actually a bit of a toss up whether the travel times will make a difference at all.
1: Oh, wow. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. I, I, it's but not I
0: verified, but I have to check. But that's something that someone said.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, that's very interesting now that you mentioned that. But yeah, as I said, uh, the travel should be fine then, but then I feel like the weather in Kiev, it is usually really cold. So if you remember Bayern playing Rostock, I think it was three seasons ago, and it was it was snowy there and it just uh, the weather was just unpleasant and they faced a lot of troubles. I think they even lost a game against Rostock, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah, we lost a game against Rostock. Uh, But to be fair, that was under Carlo Ancelotti, and I consider anything that Carlo Ancelotti touched to be tainted. So I don't really put much stock in that. But then again, you saw us against PSG last year. It was snowing in Munich, and we just completely fell apart just because of a little bit of snow. So yeah, yeah, cold weather is our kryptonite. But I mean, come on, we can't blame the weather if we lose to Dinamo Kiev, can we?
1: I was also a little concerned because you saw a lot of parallels between Nagelsmann's and Ancelotti's season, you know, at Bayern, and I was, you know, (laughs) thinking, if things go down south that way, then it's possible this kind of also mirrors that season. I don't want to, you know, kind of go into your, uh, you can say, uh, passage of negativity and, you know, immerse myself in a pessimism, but (laughs) you're having an effect on me, you can say.
0: That's good to hear. You know, I will take over the world eventually. So anyway, so I guess we are both in agreement that Bayern should have a decent time in this group. There are some good ties, some good, good fixtures to look forward to, especially the away games against Barcelona and Benfica. I think those will be very interesting, especially in given that we have not faced Barcelona in the Camp Nou for a long time. But other than that, it should be okay for us. So why don't we review the groups that the other Bundesliga teams got in the Champions League this time. Because I'm looking at Dortmund and Wolfsburg, and they got some very, very decent groups. I agree with you completely.
1: Dortmund should qualify in first place in that group. If they don't, it's a shame. Because they are in a group with Sporting, Ajax and Besiktas. I mean... It can't get easier than this in the Champions League group stage. Dortmund should beat all of them comfortably on paper and in an actual game with players like Erling Haaland that can you know, change an entire game on their own. I feel like this should be straightforward. Dortmund should qualify comfortably. If they don't, it's just really sad. And I guess we should just stop expecting anything from any Bundesliga side, not even Bayern. Coming to Wolfsburg, I'd say they have also got a pretty favorable group with Sevilla, Lille and Salzburg. And Lille, yes, they did win League 1, but uh, Liga is not really the strongest of leagues. And Lille have been very suspect in defence, especially towards the end of the previous season. And Sevilla, well, yes, they're always a thorn to play against, especially given they're so physical and they like going into those rough tackles and they play throwing their bodies all over you. But uh, I should think that the Wolfsburg squad... Now that we've seen their potential in the Bundesliga, they should definitely at least aim for a second place finish. But I can't say the same about Leipzig. What do you think about their group?
0: Leipzig, you know, thinking about Leipzig and how Jesse Marsh had his Salzburg team play against Bayern last year, I think Leipzig will put up a good fight against Man City and PSG and end up in third place. You know, they could they have enough quality to beat both those teams, but I don't see them. Putting them, knocking one of City or PSG into the Europa League—it's just not going to happen. In fact, I can see some very weird shenanigans happening where Leipzig managed to take points from both Man City and PSG, only to you know drop points against Club Bruges and get knocked out that way. It's just, just, just how Bundesliga teams in Europe operate—they just aren't reliable. In fact, I think it's better if Leipzig end up in the Europa League because they have a decent chance of winning the Europa League. Who, who in the Europa League can really stand up to them? Arsenal? Don't, don't, don't get me started on Arsenal. So, yeah, Leipzig, Leipzig should be looking to get into the Europa League and then win the Europa League, in my opinion. They won't win the Europa League simply because, you know, Bundesliga clubs in Europe, but they can. They have that kind of quality.
1: Well, I mirror your sentiment on this one. I think that Leipzig, you know, kind of, it should be fine if they get knocked out. I don't see them progressing, especially given Man City and PSG have uh, squads with net worth of like probably three or four times that of Leipzig's squad. And they have just way too much quality for Leipzig's defence to handle. I mean, don't get me wrong. Leipzig have one of the best attacks in Europe right now. And I'm, I'm probably the biggest fan of Sobozlai there is in BFW. And you all know how much I really love this guy and rate this guy. But even if, you know, they have Sobozlai, Andre Silva, and even if they retain Zabitza, I really hope they don't. But even if they manage to keep him through the season, I honestly don't see them causing enough trouble to knock either of PSG or Man City out. But that being said, they should be Europa League favourites if they, you know, get relegated to the Europa League.
0: Yeah, I guess that's fair, you know, and looking at all the other groups, the other groups are kind of, you know, kind of tame. I would say that Group B is the most interesting remaining group because it has Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Porto and AC Milan. That could be kind of characterized as a group of death, although I would suggest that Atletico and Liverpool are the clear favorites to advance. So do you see AC Milan or Porto pulling off an upset in that? I feel like this group is a very tricky one
1: to predict, especially given th- these are four teams with European caliber and all four of them, if I remember correctly, have at least reached one UEFA Champions League final. All four of them, at least once. So they have that royalty, they all have that experience and they're all on paper really good teams. But I feel like uh, Liverpool, yes, they have struggled a lot with Atletico Madrid in the past, but their defence just looks different this season. Like. Uh, With Van Dijk and Ibrahim Okunate in in defence, like they just look uh, impenetrable. I think they should top this group. Maybe AC Milan might be able to pull up an upset or two against Atletico and Liverpool, maybe win a game or two. But I feel like they'll eventually end up in the Europa League. And that should be pretty fair because nobody really sees them beat either of Liverpool or Atletico to a second spot.
0: Yeah, that's completely fair. I think AC Milan are kind of in the same situation that Leipzig are in. And it's like they have these two like behemoths in their group and they have, on their day, gone toe-to-toe with teams like these, but they can't do it on a consistent basis. So unless they pull off an upset, it's really difficult to see them do anything other than going to the Europa League and then compete there. Uh, okay, Schnitzel. So I think we've more or less covered everything. It's kind of short for a reaction pod but that's kind of how it how we roll so let me ask you one last question it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek but this is something that Bayern fans and Barcelona fans are asking so if Robert Lewandowski keeps playing against Barcelona's defense do you think he can you know break the record for most goals in the group stage I think it stands at 10. Well uh, I definitely
1: believe that if Lewandowski were to try for the most uh, goals in a group in a, in a group stage campaign record this year would probably be his best bet. I mean, I don't think he might ever be able to get such a favorable group stage in the future and all three clubs, you know, they have suspect defenses. You can't say uh, they're weak, but they are pretty suspect and they have gaping holes in them. So, Lewandowski should I expect a minimum of at least like uh, at least 7 or 8 goals from him in the group stage campaign this season
0: well that's quite a cocky prediction schnitzel and i think that wraps us up for today well we will see you again when Bayern Munich face Hertha Berlin Uh, as always remember to like and share our pod and you can join up on our blog to join the discussion leave your feedback and we will see you next time good night